Fest is the largest Pacifica dance festival in the world. It's a celebration of culture and connecting with roots, and every year about 100,000 people gather together to watch high schools compete for the winning title. But preparing for the festival is no easy feat. It takes hours of practices, pickups and drop-offs and fundraisers to get costumes for performers. And with Polyfest cancellations for the last two years, top school St Paul's College has already decided it's not worth it to compete this year. New Zealand's innocence was shattered today. News Harp has been told by a number of sources that as many as 40 to 50 people have been shot dead at mosques in Christchurch. Organisers cancelled the final and arguably the most prestigious day of the festival after the terror attacks in 2019 and in 2020. Today's cancellation of Polyfest over COVID-19 fears could be the death knell for the event. The second year in a row, it's had to be canned. Polyfest organisers recently announced the festival is back on for 2021, for its 45th year. But will it be third time lucky or called off yet again? I'm Jessie Chang and today on The Detail, the fallout of Polyfest cancellations and rising concerns about whether it will ever be the same. I want to know that if I put my child in through Polyfest practice... Now we know the world we live in, there's so many disruptions and there's most likely going to be, you know, possible lockdown before then. What is the plan if it doesn't happen? I think a lot of the schools will probably look at the pros and cons of, of Polyfest lean up to it, um, whether it's worth the effort and also, you know, whether it could get cancelled. Fotuo Samoa Jackson is a proud Samoan mother who's been living in New Zealand for the past decade. And every year she's been involved with Polyfest, making traditional clothing and accessories for the performances. She takes me under her veranda to her workstation, where there's an array of feathers, beads and flax. All of what you're seeing is tawingas, which is the headpiece that the woman or the man wears in Samoan performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's usually, for the sake of Polyfest, it's what is worn on the head when they do the tawalunga, which is the final dance. Mm. And it's the most beautiful part of the performance, I feel, <laughs> um, because it, it's the culmination of the whole performance and it ends everything. So part of it is when you see a woman or a man wearing it, you know that it's been done well when their face looks taunt and it's like they've had lots of Botox because it's been pulled back so severely and it makes it really beautiful. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's uh, Twinger. Right. And this is what it looks like in a complete form. It's got hair. Right, lots of hair, lots of feathers. I don't want to freak you out, but so traditionally, and I, I have a suitcase full of actual hair, mm. um, but it's the hair of your family or your ancestors. Right. So for our one, it's got my grandma's hair, my mom who passed away last year, <laughs> and um, my siblings, my sister's hair, and then my daughter. It's really significant um, because you carry it and you are the representative of that family, your family. But to buy a tuinga isn't cheap. You're looking at like 500 up to $1,000 to purchase. Wow. So part of why I made lots is because 
a lot of it is to do with polyphys because a lot of parents were coming and wanting to purchase a tsuinga for this one day. So then I started doing because I didn't have children at the time, and I'm like, girl, you can't you can't just buy the thing for like six hundred dollars, or at the time it was only four hundred dollars, but that's a lot of money for a parent. Mm. So I ended up coming to Auckland to help dress Taupo's and Manaya, the performers, and then taking it back. So like I was hiring it to them, so that it wasn't a huge cost that they had to bear. Um, and so I do a lot more um, hiring of, of costumes just to ease the pressure. And that's not the only cost of performing at Polyfest. For some schools, they feed, you know, like in a lead-up, they have practices during the weekends. But the parents um, support with bringing food and making sure that they're hydrated. And so it's like the time commitment and some parents cook. Like I've got a friend who's had, her kids are now out of high school but she went through this process on a yearly basis. Pre- food preparation, pickups, drop-offs, doing school uniforms, everything. And mm. it's so much effort. Like, we have this saying in Samoan, which is like, you will do everything for your children. Mm. And so when I see this happen in the lead-up to Polyphys, it is so heartbreaking. Because no matter how desperate you are or how poor you are, when your child needs that fine mat... Girl, you find that fight. <laughs> you go get You get it. Yeah. yeah. You might have nothing, but you will scramble. So I get lots of messages, people posting on Facebook, like we're looking for a Nifa Oti and we're looking for a headpiece. And yeah, it's really sad, but also beautiful. Like, you know, you will do whatever you can for your children. I asked Fotu Osamoa Jackson about her own daughter, who is keen to join Polyfest this year. So she auditioned last year as a year nine, but year nines don't make the cut in her school. So um, this year she's going to try again. Oh, I'm just mulling over whether I want her to try again or not, because it's a lot of practicing. And so she misses out on other activities because she has to commit. And when I say commit, it's commitment. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me a bit about that. What does commitment to performing at Polyfest actually mean? Oh my gosh. So for the schools that are really competitive, because bear in mind there's some schools, it's quite fun, or the ones that are new, it's still competitive, but not at the level that the, the ones that I've been doing for years do it. Commitment means after school, you know, school finishes, let's say at three, and they are sitting at 3.15 with their lover lover on in a straight line, and they practice from 3.15 to 6, nonstop. I mean, you can have drink breaks. In the competitive schools that I've gone to, it means there is no like, okay, kids, what we're going to learn is going to be this dance about, you know, a man who went walking up the hill and found a, I don't know, a mystical creature. There's none of that. It's you learn the actions, you get on with it. Mm. That meaningful stuff, that learning about what you're dancing to comes after. So basically you're learning blindly. And and when you learn a sasa, which is like the slap dance kind Mm -hmm. of thing in Samoan, it's really intense. It's like next level. It's a lot of commitment. It is tiring. And those students, all they think about, and you'll see them at the bus stop and you'll see them... You know kids practicing for um, polyphys are in, like, 
clusters and are like doing random hand movements without doing too much because they can't share what they are doing. Mm, it's all a big secret. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah. And so you're concerned about that level of commitment for your daughter? Oh, that's always every year is a concern for parents and it's an ongoing debate. Why would you take your child to Polyfest? While it's a celebration of culture, it's competitive, the commitment has impacts on how students do well in school. That's a general statement and there are a lot of truths in it, knowing what I know. So where I stand right now as a parent is... I want to know that if I put my child in through polyphys practice and in now we know the world we live in, there's so many disruptions and there's most likely going to be, you know, possible lockdown before then. What is the plan if it doesn't happen? Well, yesterday, the government banned gatherings of more than 500 people and one of the casualties is Polyfest. It's reputed to be the largest Māori and Pacific Islands festival in the world. Auckland schools say they're gutted. The much-anticipated festival had been cancelled at the last minute. The event was cut short last year after the Christchurch shootings and this time it's to limit the risk of a community outbreak of COVID-19. They've experienced a bit of heartbreak with cancellation and obviously you can see it through my oldest boy's eyes now. He doesn't really want to do polyfest this year. That's Frank Fui Maono. He's the chairperson of St Paul's College Samoan Parents Association, the committee in charge of the Samoan group at the school. He's also the father of three boys who all go to St Paul's, two of whom have joined Polyfest in previous years. As a chairperson, I had to kind of separate myself as a parent. Um, obviously, with the events that happened in Christchurch, we understood First and foremost, our hearts went out to the to families of Christchurch, and I guess the the boys felt the same way as well. And they posted up a video straight away once they got cancelled, and they sung a song for those victims of Christchurch. But at the same time, we kind of felt a bit sad for our Year 13 boys because I guess every year it's always about the Year 13 boys, um, and they've put a lot into the group, and it was just sad to see the way it ended, it, the way it did. Um, but the, the, those boys understood. And uh, first and foremost, we put Christchurch victims first. And what about last year? Yeah, last year was pretty hard as well. A lot of hard work by the parents, uh, weekend camps, sleepovers, um, fundraising, uniforms as well. You know, every both years we had uniforms all done, t-shirts all done, uh, supporters tees all done as well. Yeah, kind of it was quite harsh, I guess, from the parents' point of view because of the effort we all put in. And for it to end the way it did, it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty devastating. And I know in particular for St Paul's, it, it's been quite a journey, hasn't it? I, I mean, 2016, the principal said you couldn't go join Polyfest because the kids had to make sure their grades were up. Yep. 2017, they went champions. Yeah. Uh, and then 2018 came second, and, and so then 2019 and 2020 was really your chance to redeem yourselves, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess um, in 2016 the, the principal saw a need for the, the kids to focus on school first, and at the end of 2016 the call went out to the parents to see what their thoughts about putting Polyfest together, and called a meeting at the end of the year, and then he, four parents turned up, and... I guess I got the role of chairperson of Samuel 
Polyfest and I took it upon myself to, to make it happen, um, to prove not just to the school but to the other parents that had doubts that the parents were there to support the school 100%. And um, we had a good journey in 2017. You know, we were fortunate to get first place, unfortunate to get runner-up the second year. But, um, yeah, 2019 hurt, I guess, because uh, the cancellation came on the the morning of when we were getting ready. So we were all prepping and got the call that it was being cancelled. And same with 2020. So how do parents feel about this year then? Auckland Polyfest is back for 2021. Event director Seuli Terry Leo Mau spoke with Dominic Godfrey about what people can expect. I guess we really wanted to make sure that we just provide a platform for our students to come and perform and express themselves. What's, um, what's really been affected, I guess, is just making sure that we manage um, and have a good uh, COVID-19 plan going into this, this event. So uh, what, it, what I guess it, it does look at is that our budget doesn't, doesn't cater just to the normal um, in-person festival on site at Monaco Sports Bowl. It's actually also exploring a digital strategy that looks at a virtual event should we happen to lock down again. I guess it's it's hard because we put the hard yards in to perform on the day to actually be at the event. I guess it would be a little bit different if it was done virtually, like in our, in our gym recorded. I think parents would probably see it a little bit different if that was the case, especially with what's, what happened last week with a couple of um, outbreaks. I, I guess parents are just a bit hesitant at the moment because, you know, again, we'll go through, we've experienced the last two years of, of starting from, from day dot to to write to the polyfest and it being cancelled on us twice. Now, I guess it's more harsh for the Samoan group because it's we've had it cancelled twice on us where a lot of groups have performed. There's doubt in some parents to to do it again this year. I mean, personally, for you, if if it was just in the gym recorded, would you want to put all that effort in? Is it probably from a parents' point of view? Probably no. Um, to be honest, yeah, I'd probably say no. Um, it is pretty hard, you know. The boys performing and practice in the gym every day, leading up to Polyfest, and just the practice with um, the costume on us will be pretty hard. And I, I guess the the energy levels of the kids won't be this, the same as being in front of a couple of thousand people. After I spoke to Frank, St Paul's College had a meeting with parents about whether or not the school would participate in Polyfest this year. I called up the Samoan group leader afterwards for the verdict. Pretty much the school had decided that it uh, won't participate in Polyfest for uh, 2021. Wow, that's a big call. Yeah, but a lot of parents, like I said the other day, were, were hesitant as well. But more so the students about having a third year and being cancelled on them. Were there any objections to that? No, surprisingly. I think the parents came um, with an open mind, uh, knowing that there's a possibility of of the school not participating. Um, But no, everyone was was all for it. But there's other, other suggestions that came up to find ways to kind of keep that culture going for the year. Um, with St Paul's and with a lot of the Catholic um, schools, uh, Mr Foy said the principal's got quite a quite a pull, and uh, amongst other principals, Catholic principals. Obviously, if St Paul's are pulled out, other other schools will be looking at it as well. 
which could change what polyfish could look like for 2021. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's kind of like if all the schools pull out, then what is the point? Exactly. Well, it's a hard one. Um, obviously, St. Paul's made, made uh, I, I guess, probably to, as a parent, I was pretty much, or I was kind of relieved that the school had made that choice. I think if we had left it to an open discussion, uh, it could have gone either way. But I think the parents were quite happy to support the school school's decision and, um, and and have a rest this year. And clarity from the organisers is what Fotu or Samoa Jackson is looking for. What are you going to do? Are you going to record or are you going to have like a plan B day or are you going to say we'll do it in clusters, we'll do West Auckland schools or, you know, and, and we do it on these set dates. While it dilutes the competition, it means that you put people's hard work into, uh, you've made it happen. I know that, um, according to the organisers, that they will have a digital strategy in place. Have they explained much of it? Have you heard much uh, about it? No. Um, I saw it in um, statements and I also got a response from them to say that they will have a plan in place. Oh, so you've been in contact with organisers and asking yourself? Yeah, yeah. I just messaged them on on Facebook. Mm. But I don't know what that looks like. And I want to see that before I put my child in and and go through the practice. I asked the organisers of Polyfest for specific details of its digital strategy plan. They responded by saying it was still being finalised and that they would be working closely with schools, principals and key stakeholders on it over the next few weeks. When asked about schools pulling out of Polyfest because of COVID-19 concerns, the organisers said they've received a lot of excited messages from those wanting to be involved this year. Fotua or Samoa Jackson is just hopeful that everyone will again experience the spirit of Polyfest. It's such a beautiful place and an event which um, you see Pacific students and also non-Pacific students who are um, gutsy enough to, to learn something new and, and be part of it, it's like this celebration of culture that is visual and you hear it and you feel it. And, um, you know, a lot of effort goes into it and the weeks in the lead-up to the event. So, to me, the highlight is when you see this, you know, 10-minute performance on stage, you know that that's only very little of the whole preparation that they went into. And um, it's, it's really beautiful. And um, it's the one place where also in, in New Zealand, Pacific students can be truly, you know, loud and proud about who they are mm. without the confines as, and the challenges of New Zealand um, every day, you know, where you have to live almost like dual lives and dress according to mainstream kind of thing. So that's why I love, love Polyfest. That's it for today, I'm Jessie Chang. The detail is brought to you by newsroom.co.nz and made possible by RNZ and NZ On Air. You can get us downloaded free to a mobile device every weekday from any podcast platform. And if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can find us too. Today's episode was engineered by Jeremy Ansel and produced by Alexia Russell. And thanks to Fotu or Samoa Jackson, Frank Fuyuma Ono and the organisers of Polyfest, which will be held this year in April. Manuia le aso.